Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, the top full-service crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped raise over $70 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by The Gadget Flow, a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. The Gadget Flow is the ultimate buyer's guide for cool luxury gadgets and creative gifts. To learn more, visit thegadgetflow.com. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I'm joined by Derek O'Sullivan. Derek, thank you for joining us. No problem, Roy. Thanks for having me. So, Derek, you've launched your second campaign, the Crua Hybrid Tent, if you will, hammock. Talk to us about the product. Yeah, well, it's basically, um, it's a hybrid, as the name suggests. So, it's a tent, a hammock, a sleeping bag, and an insulated mattress all in one. So, it's kind of an all-in-one camping product, really. And you can also join two together, so there's a connectable element or feature to it so you can you can use it singularly or you can use it joined together with one or more other other tents so it's, it's pretty novel and pretty unique and um it's been received pretty well so far thankfully absolutely yeah you're on your way well over a quarter of a million pretty close couple weeks left to go so this is your second campaign with kickstarter you launched one last year i believe back in march another tent product Tell us about the process of, of launching the first one and what you've learned from it with this campaign. Yeah, well, I suppose when we launched the first one, it was very much a kind of a, an end to the unknown. It was, it was suggested to us from, by, by a colleague or a, a friend, really. Whereas, I suppose it was suggested as being a good way to bring your, your product to market and to gain the validation from the market for your product. Um, it's probably one of the few areas where the, us products people have an advantage over the high-tech or the software startup of this world you know where um, you know crowdfunding certainly is geared much more towards it's product centric as you know so it was suggested to me and we just went to went about it and we kind of launched the campaign we did some pre-launch work but certainly not nearly enough as it transpired and um, it was still a successful campaign we raised a bit over 50k over the course of 38 days and, and we got the validation we wanted and we needed for the products. But with this time around, we were certainly a lot more prepared. What were some of those preparation steps that you took into launching your second campaign that you can share with our audience? Yeah, I think talking to the market a lot more beforehand. So you're, you're interacting with your audience, not alone just getting you know, lead ads or whatever you want to do that through through Facebook or, or through your own your own databases, but also interacting with the the market to see if if there is an interest in this particular product and and, and uh, designing the product around you know the needs or or, or the, the problem that's out there. So that was the first thing, and you know, no matter how good a campaign is, if if there's not a an intrinsic interest in the product and if it doesn't solve the problem i don't think it's going to work long long term so that was the first thing we needed to interact with the market then obviously gain some some lead ads we, we used facebook to gain some lead ads from our lead emails from 
interested people. We also had some of our own database. And we also lined up some, some media attention, I suppose. We had maybe five or six articles ready to rock beforehand, uh, embargoed to the date. So we kind of, we had a lot more done behind the scenes before launch day this time. And I think that that's absolutely critical. Absolutely. Certainly critical to launching any campaign, whether it's your first, second or 10th. You talked about communicating with your community. So the, the other thing, I suppose, Roy, sorry to cut across you. Sure. But the other thing I would say is that I also talk to a lot of other successful people that have ran good campaigns um, and have a lot of credibility on Kickstarter. And by credibility, I mean people that have not just alone ran good campaigns, but also fulfilled correctly and, and you know followed through on the whole process so i think i had they educated me a lot um you know by, by talking to to some of these people peter from from peak would be one example you know that that um you know you, you they've made the mistakes of course and they, they they were the one thing that kind of jumped out at me is the kickstarter creator community are really easy to kind of communicate with they'll always be there and willing to give you a kind of a handout or a bit of advice if, if you just reach out to them. So I, I found that was, was very helpful as well. Yeah, no, I'm glad you bring that up, Derek. I mean, the, the crowdfunding community, particularly Kickstarter, Indiegogo, etc., a lot of the founders are very open to telling their stories and saying how it worked and what worked and the differences that they would have done differently should they have relaunched it. So that's it's great that you bring that up. I'm assuming you reached out to many of those project founders, whether it be through their corporate website or just through messaging them on the campaign page on Kickstarter? Yeah, they quite often it would have been through Kickstarter or maybe through LinkedIn or something like that. Just to, and I found exactly what you said. You know, they're they're quite open, quite willing to to, to help out if they can, and and quite willing to kind of tell you about their experiences because I suppose there is an element of they, you know, when they were doing it, other people helped them along the way. I'm sure, and a few of them mentioned that to me, so they were quite willing to to I suppose pass it on if you like. Absolutely. So over the past year and a half after you launched your first campaign, you mentioned that you were in you know, constant communication with the community that you built on the first project. And then you took some of those features or those requests and built that into this project and obviously seen great success with it. In terms of how you were communicating with that community, was it more through Facebook or getting engagement through surveys or emails? Talk to our community about that process. It was it was very much more through email and through obviously updates and, and, and on on our previous campaign page as well, but it was very much more through email. Some of them were you know, I suppose weren't as quick to come back and we just left them alone, but some of them that were willing to and really wanted to interact and, and make suggestions, etc. We really kind of listened to them. Uh, and I should point out at this time that the, our first campaign was at a very high price point for Kickstarter. You know, there were high-end products. So it was probably, you know, it was. I think, I think it was a good achievement to get that one over the line just because the price point was quite high. So, but we did and we got it over the line. So, so the people that kind of committed on that campaign when we're a little bit more involved in the whole thing because I suppose the higher the price point, the more questions they're going to be asking and the more they're going to be interested and, and the more the, the, the community are going to be involved in the whole process. So we had, even before the campaign ended, we, had, we with some of the people and some of the, the backers, we already had a lot of communication with them. So it was just 
in some cases, it was just a case of continuing that communication and saying, look, we're going to go back to we think Kickstarter is for us and we're going to go back and, and what do you think of this idea or what do you think of that idea and, and you know by and large you know most people on the on Kickstarter are early adapters they like being involved in the in the in the process they like being involved in the product development process I suppose and they're you know they're, they're quite good for giving their opinions as well and, and, and on how we can kind of target our next campaign so it was it was really interacting i mean it's really a case of i mean your basic your basic uh, i suppose business one 1.1 is is don't tell the market listen to the market isn't it you know um and that's very important i think now well said derek and it's great that you built that community and that they are engaging you and you're building products that they're asking for or making you know updates and taking their feedback and actually putting it into action Talk to our community if, um, you know, what's been your biggest surprise on your second go around now? The, the biggest surprise, I think, in this case was the social media effect. And when I say the social media effect, we our video has been watched, I think. Um, our bits of the, of the video have been watched something like 12 million times, I think, at this stage. So I think it's the first time I've been exposed to this, this um, viral effect on social media and the power of some of the these big social media players if, if, if for want of a better expression people that can get it out there and, and the, the the i suppose the knock-on effect that that can have so i think that i was probably the the, the biggest eye-opener uh, this time around i don't think we got that kind of a viral effect last time but certainly this time there seemed to be a lot more of that happening and, and you know once once a couple of interested parties started spinning it you know their audience and 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 the other thing I would say is a viral effect is not is not going to be effective for you unless it's the right people talking to the right audience. So there's no point in something going viral just for an entertainment value. It needs to be going out to the right people as well that will share and will interact with us and will, will convert eventually. So the, the, that's kind of a, two, a two-edged sword. So if you're going to focus your attention on the social media, I think you need to make sure that they're appealing to the right audience. Otherwise, it's just... A case of vanity, isn't it? You know that such and such has been shared so many times, or right. has been watched so many times. If there's no real interaction and no conversion from it, no, and that's a great point, Derek. You know, it's definitely about hitting the right audience, not necessarily just having 12 million views, but you know, having 12 million of the right views of people that are willing to purchase the product. Absolutely, yeah. What advice would you give someone, you know, someone else in the product design category, maybe in the outdoor space, um, looking to launch their campaign on Kickstarter? I suppose so, touching on some of the stuff we've already talked about, Roy, I think the pre-launch is critical. I think, the pro first of all, the product is critical. If you don't have something, you know, you don't convince yourself that black is white. You know, you have to listen to the market and, and see, is there a an interest for what you're doing and and if the price point fits so there's no point in having an, an interest in in your product if people are only willing to spend half of what it needs to come to market for so you need to take a whole a whole host of things into consideration at that stage and then if you're happy to proceed just make sure that you have um you, you've done your research you've talked to previous campaign creators if you're going to go down the the, the crowdfunding route and that you, you, you get that engagement pre-launch. That's That can't be overstated. The other thing is, you know, it's much more than a, a product-centric thing. You know, Kickstarter nowadays has, has changed to where 
the 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 marketing element is just as important um, and you can say that in, in in product development as a whole it's not just crowdfunding where the marketing is just as important as the actual product itself so if you can't market it it needs to be marketed in a really you know cool way remember who's on kickstarter the age group the demographic where they come from and then make sure that it's tar- that the whole marketing campaign is targeted correctly so you know this again this is where we changed i suppose from our first campaign to our second campaign the first campaign video was kind of slow music a little bit drawn out even you know the the voiceover wasn't where it needed to be whereas this time it was much more you know much livelier much quicker much you know we tried to make it a little bit cooler and uh, for want of a better expression so you just need to need to remember who you're not then marketing to and the third bit is, is converting people and, and, and part of the conversion process is going to be making sure you, you know, you answer questions quickly and promptly and honestly and, and you know, you're interacting with your, your pledgers from day one um, and, and make sure that, you know, nobody's in, in, in the blind there. I know some, I, I heard of one or two campaigns where they guaranteed to reply to all messages and comments within an hour. They had some people kind of in different countries around the world. so. They had, and they and they, they they achieved it. Every message and every comment that came in, they had them answered within an hour, regardless of the time of day or night. You know, so so that kind of that one-on-one. That's what the Kickstarter community want. They want to be one-on-one with the creators. They want to be able to have the direct line, and they want to have you know a prompt reply, as we all do, no matter what nowadays, especially. So you need to be reactive during the campaign and, and make sure you honest or you, you answer the questions honestly and you answer the the questions promptly. So there's a whole host of stuff, really. But just remember that the, 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 the product is one part. You have to get that right, of course. But then you also have to make sure that people are aware of it. And then the conversion is kind of the third part. Excellent advice, Derek. You sound like a crowdfunding vet. Uh, really good advice there. Well, certainly, uh, I know our audience is definitely going to appreciate that. This jumps us into our launch round where I rapid fire questions at you. You good to go, Derek? I think so. We'll see. All right. So, so what what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Um, a bit of madness, I think. It's probably um, it helps, you know. But um, I, I always had it in the back of my mind. My 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 brother worked for works for himself, and I suppose in a funny way, so did my parents. My my mother ran a bed and breakfast, and my father was a farmer, so. It was kind of in the blood, despite, you know, without actually knowing it, I think. So it was always the top of my priorities. So if you could go camping with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Well, camping with any entrepreneur throughout history, I think um, I think Elon, Elon Musk. I'm, I'm kind of just in the middle of his book at the moment, and he seems like a very interesting character. So I think he, he would be up there. All right, so you and Elon are sitting around the campfire eating s'mores. What would be the first question you'd ask him? Hyperloop, are you serious? <laughs> um, no, I, I think that there would be a lot of stuff. Um, I think that would be an interesting conversation. We'd, we'd have to have a few beers to open him up first. But he's, he's um, I think, well, you know, if you go back to some of the questions you've asked already, it would be what's, what drives him? What's the What's the... The inside. What's the fire? What lights the fire for him? Try and get past the, try and get past the, you know, the 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 mask. All right, Derek. What would you say your biggest weakness is? Well, getting too involved, maybe. And I'm sure my wife would say this as well. That um, we have a 
we have a, a two-year-old uh, insomniac at home so when he wakes up in the middle of the night and we go out and we um or i usually go down because we, we have a younger baby as well so I get assigned to the two-year-old, so I go down to him in the middle of the night, I bring the phone with me, and I start answering emails at maybe 3 a.m., which is not a good idea, so um, <laughs> probably getting too involved. Maybe. I'm right there with you, Derek. Um, where do you see yourself <laughs> in five years? I would like to think that the brand, the Krua, the, the, uh, would be five years further down the line and becoming an established brand and a very well-trusted and very well-thought-of brand within the outdoor product community. So it's from a business point of view, I think very much that we've, we've, we have established the whole crew name and the whole crew brand firmly in the outdoor community and that it becomes a trusted name and, you know, a name that's associated with quality and that's what we're all about. Yeah, you're definitely on your way, Derek. Last question in the rapid fire round. What does the future of crowdfunding look like to you? I think there are challenges. Um, we also ran an, an equity crowdfunding campaign in the middle, by the way. But the, the, I think that the, the Kickstarter will, from a rewards crowdfunding point of view, Kickstarter and Indiegogo have to answer some challenges. I think they have to make sure that, that um, project creators are held accountable. Um, I think that's a big challenge, um, and, and it's a lot of the feedback I'm getting from from within that um, you know the, the, there needs to be an element. I know that it's hard for the, and I know they are making inroads. They are trying to be fair, and they are trying to make sure that the that um, the creators are, are are fulfilling or at least trying their very best to fulfill. But I do think that there is an onus um, or a responsibility on the big platforms, in particular Indiegogo and, and Kickstarter, of course, to, to do their very best to make sure that there's a vetting or a due diligence process maybe beforehand to make sure that, that um, every effort is made, that, that, that only the, 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 I suppose that the projects will be followed through on. That's the biggest challenge, but I think that crowdfunding is really only in its infancy. If it can challenge, if it can take up the, there's going to be an element when you're in new products, new businesses. Of course, there's a, there's always going to be a bit of risk, but to mitigate that risk, I think, and to um, make sure that there's an area of accountability. If we can get past that, I think crowdfunding, you know, the the sky's the limit very much. So, and I, I think that it's it's rattling, it really is rattling a lot of cages, you know. The online, a lot of brick and mortar shops are still not adapting to the online. A lot of the, the traditional ways of, of the traditional brands and the traditional ways of selling and, and the status quo is being rocked very much. And I think that um, Kickstarter, not alone, will it, will, or sorry, not Kickstarter, but crowdfunding cannot, and I think that Indiegogo have kind of have recognized this by bringing in demand into play. But um, I think that, you know, as regards a sales platform beyond launch, I think that there's, there's legs there as well. So I think that crowdfunding really, the, the sky is the limit if it's managed correctly. Absolutely. I share your sentiments, Derek. This has been an awesome interview. Please give our community your pitch. Tell us what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should go buy a Krua. Very good. Well, our website is, we're obviously on, on Kickstarter at the moment. So if you go to Abrit C R U A Hybrid on Kickstarter, you'll find our our um, you'll find our our tent hammock on there at the moment. Or you can go to our website Crua Outdoors C R U A Outdoors dot com. Crua, by the way, in case anybody's interested, Crua is a Gaelic word. It's an Irish word. 
for um, hard or tough. So that kind of surmises what we're about. We have an office, I'm in Ireland here at the moment, obviously, but we also have an office in upstate New York and another Derek working with us over there, believe it or not. So we've we've kind of worked across. We're both in Europe and in the US and we're just, like I said, we're about building really, really good innovative. I think that's the other thing needs to be needs to be highlighted, innovative and new products for the outdoor world. Derek, awesome interview. Thank you so much for being on the show. Everyone, thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, a full transcript on all the knowledge Derek dropped onto us and links to everything that we talked about today. Derek, thank you so much for joining us. No problem, Roy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes and our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. If you've loved this episode, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help build your business. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding strategy, please feel free to request a quote on commandpartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.